Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. This series has been so fun. I'm really glad that... uh, The Holy Spirit kind of led into this series where we have been looking at the letters that we call the fancy word for it is the epistles. Uh, Those are the writings of Peter, Paul, um, the writer of the Hebrews, um, different authors who have written letters that we have as books or we call them books in our Bible. Uh, typically during this season, we look at the gospel passages because we love the Christmas story, or we look back at the Old Testament, the Hebrew scripture, the Hebrew prophet patterns, because we love to see how those two go together. And these letters just seem to get lost in the mix. And so we wanted to dial down and look at these letters and uh, see what they are telling us during this Christmas season. Now, I have a confession to make today. Uh, we are going to be in one of the letters this week. We're supposed to be in Ephesians chapter 1, but in this season, we'll get into it here in just a second, the Lord really brought to my attention something from Galatians. And so we're going to look at one verse today. Is that okay? There's a ton packed into this one verse, but we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to look right at verse 6. Galatians chapter 5, beginning and ending. At verse 6. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Let me read that last part again. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, how many of you are like me? And uh, you came to the end of the year and you thought, hmm, it's time to get organized. Anybody? You're taking down the Christmas tree and you just do a few other things, you know, organize things, get things ready. Anybody like me decide, okay, it's time for a new, get the new planner out. Any, anybody here like one of those people they just love, like November gets here and they're already buying their new calendar? Anybody? Yep. Got it open. You're, you're putting things in. Well, I, I, I a year ago found a, a system that just seemed to fit me. And it's called the Monk Manual. Fits me, right? I, I enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's a great uh, way of not only planning out your month, your week, your day, but they operate on what they call the PAR method. And that's you plan, and then you activate the plan, and then you reflect on what happened. And it's about growing in your spiritual walk, in how you live out your day-to-day life. And it works for me. Maybe Franklin Planner works for you. Maybe your Google Calendar works for you. Whatever you do, that, that's okay. For me, it was Monk Manual. And as we got to the end of the year, they decided they were going to offer this online 15-minute-a-day, and then you would have some exercise, a retreat is what they were calling it. They were calling 
calling it the year of fuller living. And so I decided I'm going to be a part of that. And so for the last few days of this last week, I've been going through this. I go up into my, into our guest room and sit and get ready and watch the video. And it really has you go through a lot, looking back over your year and then as you get to going. But it began to move you even farther, looking at some of your life goals. Where do you want to be? Asking questions like, what do you hope will be said about you at your funeral? Isn't that a great thing to think of at the end of the year? Um, And really begin to distill those things and prioritize those things and boil it down. And then this one question came up. What is one word or phrase that you want to take into 2022 that will be kind of that thing. So think about it, pray about it, look back over what you've prioritized and what you're going through. And the word or the phrase, the small phrase that kept coming up to me over and over again is the phrase on purpose. On purpose, that I want to live my life on purpose. Now, those purposes, you know, I, I, I looked at all those life goals, and some of that gets incorporated in, and you begin to look at a new morning routine, a new evening routine, uh, all of those kinds of things. But overall, I want to live on purpose. Now, you can take that phrase a couple of ways, and I guess this is just the way my brain works. But on purpose can mean I want to live intentionally. Like, I, I don't want to just, like, stumble through life. I want to on purpose intentionally do some of these things and on purpose intentionally not do some of these things. But the other way that this just began to hit me was that you can live on the purpose. And what is the purpose? What is the purpose? As a follower of Christ, what is the purpose? And I was in the midst of doing something that I tend to do towards the end of the year, and that is read through the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians, along with other, those other letters, they're all letters to churches. And we've seen these, some of the churches were doing great things, and Paul was writing for them. They were alive, but he wanted them to thrive. And so he, he wrote those letters. Galatians is different. Galatians is a church that was doing well, and then they got diverted. They got distracted. They got, they pulled away from their monk manual or whatever their time thing was. There was something seriously going wrong in this little church in Galatia. And so Paul writes one of his sternest letters to try and steer that ship back on course, to get them back on purpose. And so I'm thinking about what is being on purpose? What does it mean? And then... As I'm reading and as I'm looking over this little retreat to live life fuller, I read these words. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And I thought, wow, that is a life on purpose. And it is going to take living life on purpose in order to live out on purpose life. Well, let's just start with this verse because I want to go through it, but let's just start with the obvious awkward. Okay, and it's that word circumcision. That'll be one of my questions to God 
when I get to heaven and, you know, we're kind of done. Like, why this? We don't need to go into all the details and it's a family Sunday and the kids are here and I don't want to have you have those awkward minivan conversations on the way home. Let's suffice it to say that it was something that God asked the children of Israel, the Jewish people, to do for their male children as a symbol, as a sign that they were entering into a covenant relationship, that they were going to live by God's wisdom and live out and be God's the example, really, of this God in the world. And the problem was that that quickly became a way to wall themselves off from the rest of the world. And it really became an identity marker. It became a badge that they wore that, look how awesome, look how committed to God I am. And we're on the inside and they're on the outside. And so it began this this question of are you an insider or are you an outsider? And there were things that you were supposed to do as an insider. And there were things you couldn't do if you were an outsider. And when Jesus came as the Jewish Messiah, this they began to see this, and we'll, we'll get to this when we get to Pentecost, that the outsiders were starting to receive the Holy Spirit just like the insiders. And this was a big question because the, their belief was at the time that those outsiders needed to go through a process to become insiders. They needed to be serious. They needed to get this done in their life if they were really going to be serious about following Jesus. And so Paul and the early church wrestled with this and they they came to a point where they said no that does not need to happen for gentiles part of it was we already saw the the witness of the holy spirit in these people's lives without circumcision there's no need for it and yet there were this group these kind of fundamentalists who were coming and they were try- following Paul around and anytime Paul started a church they were saying oh well let me tell you if you really want to be serious about following Jesus this is what needs to happen and they would they would point to good things like well Jesus was circumcised so why wouldn't you want to do that and they, being young and, and new in the faith and wanting to follow Jesus with all their heart, were beginning to, to do this. And Paul writes this letter back to them saying, no, 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 you started life with the Holy Spirit without any of that. Why are you going to try and become more inside? You're already in. And so he comes down, and there's a, there's a whole argument. I, you know, Galatians is a great book for the church to read at least once a year. To begin to say, okay, where are the places where I'm putting boundary lines between me and someone else as kind of a badge of honor to say, look how holy I am. Look how awesome I am. Where are those things? And let this book, let the Holy Spirit use this letter to tear those down. And so Paul comes along and he sums everything up. And he says, you're so concerned with this insider-outsider. And it's understandable. Because we feel secure. And we feel strong in numbers, don't you? Isn't it just fun to be a part of a group? Like, you know, 
You, you may hold a belief that's different than someone else. I've, I've had this experience in, in a classroom setting. And it was always hard to, to be that first one to raise your hand and, and offer an alternative opinion or, or, or a dissenting opinion. And yet, when somebody else is brave enough and raises their hand, you can go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. And you can kind of join in. Because it feels like there's strength in numbers. And yet, Paul wants to correct something about that. I find this to be so interesting in how we got the translation that we have. So I want to take just a second. Here's 2022. It's your first Greek lesson of the year. And it's a small phrase. It is the phrase T. That's the first word. We can say that together. Ready? One, two, three. T. Pretty simple. And then the second word is iskue. You want to say that with me, don't you? Ready? One, two, three. Iskue. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Iskue. Now let's say it all together. T iskue. Ready? One, two, three. T iskue. T iskue in your Bible and the way I read it today is has any value. So Paul writes, this insider outsider business, this circumcision uncircumcision, it has no value. But really, the word iskue is the word for strength. In fact, when Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, the word is iskue. T is the word for a certain, a certain strength. And Paul is, so there's, you think there's strength in numbers? You think there's strength because you're on the inside and you can point and keep them on the outside? Paul is saying here and saying to you and to me at the beginning of 2022, there is no certain strength in insider or outsider status. But there's something more. The categories of who is in or out hold no certain strength for the followers of Jesus. You may want to take out your camera and take a picture of that slide. You may want to write that down. We need to hear that. Our world needs to hear that today. That for the categories of who is in or who is out holds no certain strength for followers of Jesus. Now let me pause here. Because some of you are, are going to say, oh, so there's no need, are you, are you just a universalist? You just believe, you know, there's, there's no distinction between being a Christian, a follower of Jesus? No. But when I think that my status as a follower of Jesus makes me better than, makes me more important than, makes me fill in the blank, then Paul needs to say to us gently and firmly, your category of who's in and who's out has no certain strength if you're a follower of Jesus. Those categories are torn down. And what's important is living on purpose. We're going to get to that. The only place that strength is found is in our purpose. And what is our purpose? Say it with me. The slide's right up there. Faith expressing itself through love. Let's say it again. This is our purpose. Ready? One, two, three. Faith expressing itself through love. Literally in the Greek language, if you were to read it word for word, or if you have a Bible app and you can want to go to the Young's literal translation, it will say, 
faith through agape working out. That's literally what it means if you translate it word for word from English. There is neither a certain strength in circumcision nor in uncircumcision, but strength is faith through agape working out. That's interesting, isn't it? Faith through agape working out. Now remember, agape isn't just that, oh, I just feel I love, I love pizza. I had, I had for the first time while we were in West Virginia, I had stromboli. Oh, I love stromboli. It's good. But that's not agape love. That might be lust. Agape love is the love that looks to the needs of someone else first, especially when that means a sacrifice. It is the love that God had for the world, so he sacrificed and gave his one and only son. That if we believe, we would receive eternal life through him. That's the agape. So our faith through this self-sacrificing agape love working out into our world. I love what Yo-Yo Ma says. He was talking about music, but I think this really sums up. You guys know who Yo-Yo Ma is? He's an incredible world-class cellist. And he was asked about practicing and why he does all that he does. And he says it's not about proving anything. It's about sharing something. And if I were to sum up the words of Paul, I think that is a great method of what he is saying. That this journey we are on, this faith that we have, is not about proving anything. It's about sharing something. It's about sharing what you have experienced. It's about sharing that love, that faith expressed through love and working it out, sharing it out into our world, into the lives of those who are around you, starting with those close and working its way out to the furthest corners of the world. And I think, folks, for way too long, we in the church have fallen into the trap of thinking our faith is something you've got to prove. And if, if what Paul is saying here is true, then it's really about something we share. We don't believe in God the Father maker of heaven and earth so that we can prove the evolutionists wrong we believe in god the father maker of heaven and earth because he's called us and we've experienced him remaking life inside of us and then we're called to go out and make life for other people does this make sense we don't just believe in jesus His one and only son, born of a virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell and on the third day was raised again so we can win a theological argument with someone of a different religion. We have that faith, and through love it's supposed to be shared and expressed out into our world. We are supposed to be the people who are willing to suffer, who are willing to move into the hell-like places of our world with love and share that experience out into the world and share the resurrection life that Jesus has brought to the hellish places in our life. We are called into this. And there's a reason why 
people are rejecting because they think we're just, our faith is just about proving something. But truly to live on purpose, our faith is about something we share. It is our faith expressing itself through self-sacrificial love and that works its way out into the world. It's active. It's not passive, something you sit here and believe in your head. It's something you move out into the world through. So if we were to sum this up in our language today, insider status or outsider status have no certain strength, only faith through self-sacrificing love working out into our world. This, my brothers and my sisters, here and online, at the beginning of 2022, I want you to know this is living life on purpose. And this is what I want to strive for. As a pastor, as a human being, as a dad, as a husband, as a neighbor, as a citizen of Portage and Kalamazoo, and as a church body together, this is life on purpose. No longer residing in insider status and wearing something as a badge, but letting the faith that I've experienced work itself out into the world and be expressed as self-sacrificial love. Isn't that a good way to begin 2022? This is living on purpose. And I think that's a pretty tall order. And so I wanted to give you just a few things as we get ready to go out into our world for 2022 and start back to school. Start, Sorry, kids. Start back to work if, you're, uh, if you've had some time off. But I want you to know, how do we know that we're living on purpose? There are a few things here. Number one, living on purpose, you know that people matter more than your preferences. You, you cannot express your faith in self-sacrificial love on your own. It requires someone else. And so we are, we are called to go to people, and sometimes the hardest thing for us to self-sacrifice is our own preferences. And so if you begin to look at your circle, and your circle only includes people who look like you, smell like you, vote like you do, have the same amount of money in the bank, and drive the same car, and, and, and that's, that's it, and you just can't even stand to be in the presence of someone who's not like that, then I want you to know you're not living on purpose. And God is calling you in 2022 to begin to realize that people matter more than preference. God modeled that. That is our faith. That is what we're celebrating right now at Christmas. That God looked and said, people matter more than my preference. So I'm going to come and I'm going to live among them. I'm going to show them what this self-sacrificing love looks like worked out into the world. And what power it has to change things. People matter more than preferences. You want to live on purpose. That's the first thing. Second, if people matter more than preference, then pursuit of connection matters. Our our points today are brought to you by the letter P. Pursuit of connection matters. You can't just do this on your own. You have to be intentional. If you're living on purpose, that intentional is that I want to see my faith expressed in love, working itself out into the world. That means I have to pursue connections with other people. 
in our world. You know, isn't it great that we all have these? And we say we're the most connected generation that has ever lived in the, on the face of the planet. And yet this thing will keep you on your couch really not connecting with anyone. Pursuit of connection matters. Now I want to I give a plug here one more time. Deidre's already talked about it. But this is why we have small groups. It's not just so you can learn more, although learning is a part of it. It's so that you begin to pursue connection and together you begin to see that love worked out. You inspire one another. You challenge one another. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. If you have not signed up for a small group, you need to sign up. If you're online... This is one of the things that I wrestle with in my my daily time with God every day, our online campus. How are you connecting together? And so that's why we have these online groups. And so I'm, I'm challenging you now. I'm encouraging you now. If you want to live life on purpose, you need to join a small group. And we have them for you. They're on Zoom. Sign up. They're going to be awesome. And you need to be a part of that because pursuit of connection matters if we're going to live on purpose. So people matter more than preference. Pursuit of connection matters. Number three, prayer matters. It's not just, God, thanks for the food. Amen. Please thank God for your food. But if you want to see your faith express itself in love out into your world, you have to be connected to the source of your faith. And that happens through prayer. And maybe for right now, your prayer is simply, God, am I living on purpose? That's an honest prayer, and God loves honest prayers, and God will answer them. And it may be a little uncomfortable at first, but if your goal is truly to live on purpose then you'll listen to that voice and you'll write some of these things down. So here's what we're going to do for this next month. I want us to do this from 5 to 6 at 5 to 6 or 5.55 p.m. Okay? We're going to spend 5 to 6 minutes. This comes from Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. See how my brain works. For 5 to 6 minutes at 5 minutes to 6 p.m. every day, Can you spend that five to six minutes thanking God for a couple of things and pausing to ask in prayer, am I living on purpose? Can we do that as a church together, you online? I have set this into my Google calendar, and when I get home tonight, I will write it into my monk manual so that every day, it, it took me just literally about 10 seconds to put it into my Google calendar. I'll get an alert five minutes before, okay, to get ready, so that at five minutes to six, I can pause and ask God in prayer, am I living on purpose? Let's move on. Four, praise and worship matters. Praise and worship matters. Now, I know, I've been around people, I know some really good people who love Jesus and love coming to church, and they could totally do away with the music portion of the service. Like, just give me the sermon. We can pray, that's good, but just give me the sermon. I I don't want to sing. Some of that has to do with their abilities and or their lack of ability to sing, so they think. 
But if we want to live on purpose and we believe in a God who created all that there was and gave of himself to die on a cross to bring new life into us, then that is something that we praise and worship him for. And this time together matters because it is our faith and it is something we share together. And it is something that I believe can move us out into the world. This is so important. Paul says, I, want you, I just want you to see this. Because Ephesians, at the end of Ephesians, Paul is, is trying to inspire this church to live by the Spirit. He says, be filled with the Spirit. And these are the first two signs of the Spirit that he gives. Uh, this is uh, Ephesians 5.19. Sing to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Kind of covers the gamut, doesn't it? You like hymns? Yep. That's the sign of the Spirit. Sing it. You like spiritual songs or praise and worship, we'd call it today? Sing those. That's great. Psalms, let's get those incorporated in there as well. Let's, let's read those together. Sing those together. Then the second sign of the Spirit. Are you ready for this? Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. You sing. On your own, you sing. That there's just something that wells up that God somehow has created us to be inspired through music. So people matter more than your preferences. Prayer matters. Pursuit of connection matters. Praise and worship matters. Can I ask you, friends, can I ask you online, is this time that we gather to sing, to worship, is it a priority for you? There's another P word. Is it a priority? Is it in your calendar? Is it, is it there to say that time is blocked off and nothing gets in the way of that time? If I can help it, because I want to live on purpose and it is important that I am a part of praise and worship with my friends, with my brothers and sisters, that we do this together. This is important. And as you've probably already gathered If all of these things are important, then planning is going to matter. I don't know what that means for you as we come to 2022. If you want to try out the Monk Manual, go for it. Monkmanual.com. I get no proceeds from this. It's worked for me. Maybe it'll work for you. If you want to do their little uh, seminar, their little retreat, you can do that. I saw from the... From the founder that that's going to be available all month for free. If you just want to try it out, just go. It's going to take some time to plan out because I want to live on purpose. Because Paul has said that the only thing that matters is faith working itself out through self-sacrificing love. So friends, brothers and sisters... Before we go, and right before I pray and bless you to leave and head out into your world, I have to ask the question, how are you planning to live on purpose this year? How are you planning? Have you even thought about it? This is the greatest thing that you can do. And Paul says it's the only thing that matters. So are you ready today, on the first Sunday of 2022, whether you're here on our online campus, are you ready, are you planning to live on purpose? 
We've listed some ways you can do that. I pray that God will inspire you this year to begin to live on purpose. Would you stand for prayer? Lord Jesus, we're so grateful that because of your agape love that led you to a cross, that led you to descend to hell, because you were raised to new life and because you have poured out the Spirit upon us, we can even know what the purpose of our lives is all about. And today we have heard it very clear from the Apostle Paul. What it means to live on purpose. And so right now we pray, Father, if there are any barriers that I think make me stronger than someone else. Help me to gently but forcefully hear the words of Paul. There is no certain strength in your insider status. Help me to hear the call to live on purpose. The call to have my faith really express itself in self-sacrificial love working out into our Help us to be a church that lives into that purpose and does it on a purpose intentionally. Help us to build in those things by planning for this time, planning intentionally to live on purpose. Call us into times of praise and worship to connect us with our faith that we're called to go and express through love. Lead us into moments of prayer where we allow, we connect with you and we allow you to search our hearts and bring us, if we have strayed, back on purpose. Father, help us to pursue connection in small groups and in our neighborhoods and wherever we live and with our families. Call us into that. And above all, may we know that people matter to you. And they must matter to us more than our preferences. Father, I pray for the one who right now is hearing maybe for the first time. Maybe they have felt like an outsider the whole time. And maybe they're hearing good news right now. That they matter to you. And they matter to Cross Community Church. I pray that you would help them to say yes to Jesus right now, right where they are. To begin pursuing connection and praying and planning, joining us in worship. Father, we love you. And we want to see our faith expressed out into our world through love. Call us to that. Help us to imagine new ways. And then give us the strength and the obedience to go. For we pray and we ask all of these things through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Happy New Year. May you receive this blessing. 
and now. May you, my brothers and sisters, commit today on the second day of our new year to live on purpose, to live intentionally, and to live towards the purpose that God calls you to. I pray that you will experience the joy of seeing that people matter more than your preferences. I pray that you will see hope in the pursuit of connection in order to express that love. I pray that you'll be blessed in your times of prayer and that praise and worship will be an incredible life-giving experience for you this year. But mostly I pray that this afternoon you will spend some time planning to live on purpose in this next year. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Go in his name. Go in his purpose. Show your faith to those around you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us online. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website.